You are listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, if you have a minute, please leave us a rating and feedback on whatever podcast platform you use, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere else. In this episode, we cover some current events that are going on around in the gun world from the last few weeks because we always want to try to keep you informed of new laws coming around or uh, just new trends in the gun community. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 63 of Range Minded, the current events update of June 2019. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined by the uh, very hungry... Very hungry and currently eating Steve Zimmerman. Yeah, we interrupted you at dinner time, so here we are. Well, I was running a little late and trying to make things happen, but hey, I'm here. That's okay. Sometimes you have to, uh, you know, multitask and do things while you work, you know? It is what it is. I'll try not to smack my gums too much while we're talking. That's okay. You just move your uh, your uh, mouth away from the mic. So, <laughs> but we do got a lot of ta- to. we do got a lot to talk about today. It's uh, we haven't yeah. done a current events episode in a while, and uh, we touched on a couple of current events uh, last week. But uh, we figured it'd be time to dedicate an entire um, episode to um, yeah. you know a a current events thing. There's yeah, a lot what, going what, on. What was the last? What was it last week we talked about? I can't even remember. The AR-15, uh, basic AR-15 class that I took. Yeah, but the current events portion, what did we talk about first? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember either. Oh my gosh, we're terrible. Well, but that's how fast the gun world moves, man. Oh, it was about the ATF losing guns. Oh, that's right. Thousands of guns. People yeah. selling, stealing them out of the uh, disposal warehouse and selling them. Yeah, and I was reading There's there was an update today on that. See if I can remember what it said because I don't really have time to fish out that article. But yeah, they they they're all over the country looking for these guns. Like, oh, I'm sure they are over the country. And so, if you remember last week, I was saying that there was like reports of thousands, and then the ATF said it was like 800. Well, right. in in the latest report that I'd gotten there that I'd read today, um, it was like 8,000 guns and parts. Ooh. So yeah, that so. and parts includes what suppressors yeah. and optics and, and and probably triggers and you know like auto like, sears uh, full, maybe by chance too yeah probably and a lot of those they said were were duty guns not just ATF but FBI and and other DOJ DOJ carrying you know their uh, their issued firearms so oh so there has there was, to be some full auto in there there was a lot of stuff and, I just you uh, know so what I wonder is I wonder how much this. I wonder how much this guy was charging for some of these guns. And here's your semi, here's a regular semi-auto AR, but maybe if you want a full auto, we'll charge you double. Probably. But well, and they're finding them like all over the United States. I think they even located some outside of the United States. Really? So but they're finding it, them. That's the that's the impressive part to me. Yeah. It's, it's not like people it all, lost them in boating accidents. It all sounds kind of strange, like in the long run, like I don't know. I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I just let's just say it wouldn't surprise me if there was more to this story that's not being told. Are you maybe suggesting that there's some kind of uh, what was that uh, thing that happened um, with the Fast and the Furious scandal? Fast and Furious scandal, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I it's hard for me to believe that it would happen under this administration, but you never know who's pulling the strings as far as who's in charge of certain agencies. Well, and it could have been one of those like like, people just going on their own. Yeah. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it was careless for the United States government or any agency thereof to let anything like this happen. 
I would agree. I'm just surprised that that stuff wasn't under like, you know, 24 seven camera surveillance under lock and key under, you know, background check. Yeah, guards, so what, kind of what, stuff. Are they, what are they? They just have one guard, you know, looking over it every day. Uh, how else would this guy have been able to pack stuff in and out? Yeah. Who no also metal detectors. Them. No metal detectors, like no kind of search. Like, I don't know. I'm just curious how much okay. money he made too. Not enough. He's in jail for a while now. Yeah, and I think all of his money's going to be gone very, very quickly. Yep. <laughs> See that? You. It makes me it makes me allergic. All the idiotness in the government just makes me <laughs> makes me sneeze. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, it's just you know, uh, part of me thinks that if like if we if full autos were more easily accessible if silencers were more easily accessible all that kind of stuff i wonder if that would still be a thing um well the black market would definitely be smaller yeah that's you know true I mean? I mean stuff stuff's still gonna get stolen and, and sold uh underground but it wouldn't be the same but right and, and my main point of that argument is that if you are already buying a gun illegally let's say you are part of the criminal element or something like that right and somebody says well i got all these you know glock 17s and blah 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 or i have a full auto ar full auto mp5 blah 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 which one are you gonna buy yeah you know what i mean well i'm much if i didn't care about gun laws i know what i'd end up buying right exactly you'd have a whole whole collection yeah yeah it's it's uh it's sad to see that either somebody was so desperate that they had to to break federal law to uh, make ends meet or that the government was just so careless on something that we trusted them with which we trust them with a lot of stuff i know but yeah yeah but it's what do you do well and it comes down i think sometimes it's not necessarily the agency and maybe it is a a breakdown of a lot of small bad decisions you know cascading but it does it seems like in this case it's just one person that just decided to you know break the law and do their own thing well the other thing is is what's the time frame between each destruction cycle if this dude right why isn't it like as soon as they come in throw them right into the incinerator or melt them down or yeah. whatever right as soon as they get there you know that would make more sense i would think if he was able to pack out 8000 pieces whether you want to call it firearms or accessories or whatever in a period of a month even that's amazing so obviously that's incredible even in a year would be incredible yeah yeah i know at independence i don't even think I don't even think we've gone through 8,000 firearms in two years. Uh, I probably would think not. I mean, I know we kept we keep about, what, 1,100, I think? Well, and, and each one has a specific log number. So, And I think when I was there a couple of weeks ago, we are in like almost the 7,000s. So that's more guns than we've ever traveled through in our in the store Yeah, in two years. I'll tell you what, though. It would be pretty cool to see that warehouse all full. Yeah, I wish it was my collection. Yeah, right. Welcome to my warehouse. Yeah. Sponsored. Thank you. Thank you, ATF. It'd be underwater, but. <laughs> you have to dive down to see it. It'd be like that Star Wars episode one, that that terrible Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, where he goes underground or whatever and mm -hmm. uh, to the Gungans. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of them. How do I know that? I don't know. Because mm -hmm. you're a Star Wars geek. I am a little bit, but uh, that's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure there are several folks who are uh, joining me with that, and who are 
you know, celebrating the fact that I knew that. So I'm not afraid to indulge in Star Wars movies. Well, that's because you're so cultured. But episode one was by far the worst one I've ever seen. It wasn't good. I'll, I'll give you that. But at the same time, I mean, two and three weren't necessarily that good either. No, I guess not. So, but well, anyway, let's get back to some, uh, some current events. Um, this isn't necessarily political. I just thought it was more fun. Have you heard about the uh, stuff going on with uh, high point firearms? Oh yeah. There's crazy. It's like, this is crazy stuff. This is, so this is what I love about the gun, about the gun community and the gun world. All these manufacturers, they all have a sense of humor and they all like to pick on each other and mess with each other a little bit. You know, there's, there's kind of a, uh, kind of a, a riffing that I think goes on between these gun companies, especially on social media and whatnot. So, um, high point, you know, is coming out with a new, a new handgun and a new nine millimeter handgun. And they wanted to leave it up to their fans and their customers to vote on what it was going to be called. And so they took right. a lot of suggestions or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, <laughs> um, I guess the most popular by far was the yeet cannon, which what the hell is a yeet? I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you were cool enough to know what yeet is, but I don't think you are. Well, do you know what? While we're talking, I'll look it up. Um. So, from my understanding, and I'm even too old, I think, to know what this is. But uh, yeet has a, a two different meanings, at least as far as I know. Um, one is uh, kind of an exclamation, like like a yes or like oh yeah, like yeet kind of thing, you know. So like it's an ex, but the other thing is to the other thing uh, definition rather is a verb. It's to throw something very very far okay. away, very yeah. very fast. So like you yeet something away from you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for example, if you were shooting, you'd be yeeting. I guess I feel and like st- the <laughs> lamest person in the world. So peeing and yeeting are now they're uh, they're synonyms, is what you're telling me. Uh, kind of a little bit because I mean, think about it. if you if you. Throw something away from you at a high rate of speed. That's shooting qualifies as that, don't you think? Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, they were going to name it the uh, the YC nine. Um, that was what everybody wanted to to name it. Which I mean, I think it's it's subtle enough to where people who are from the internet will get it, but most other people who like would not get it. So it's kind of an inside joke. But the problem was, is that then High Point released like, you know, about a dozen or 10 maybe uh, different names and you could vote on it from there. And the YC9 was not on it. And that flipped everybody on the Internet out. (laughs) And I don't know if you know this, Steve, but people, gun people on the Internet are very opinionated. No, not in my experience. More opinionated than us, believe it or not. (laughs) But uh, so they were, everybody was like, well, where's the, where's the YC9? Where's the Yeet Cannon? Like I would so buy one, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it'd be like a hundred dollars. So I, I mean, I don't know. I think every, they, that's a, a new design. So it could be 110. <laughs> you got to actually save up your nickels and dimes for that one. So, um, but the funny, the funniest part to me was that after this backlash or whatever, all these other companies started calling out high point and making their own. So like aero precision, like started coming out with a lower, like within like days, like this is within like a day or two. I mean, obviously if you have like a CNC machine and a laser cutter, you can do this, but they came out with their own and and nothing else to do <laughs> except make lowers. Yeah. Um, 
Aero Precision came out with a Yeet Cannon Lower, <laughs> and uh, Palmetto did as well, and uh, HK actually. So those guys over there have a sense of humor on Instagram, at least. And um, they called out High Point Firearms and were like, "Look, we're not telling you you're messing up, but you're messing up here if you don't give the people what they want because we don't ever give anybody what they want. And if you actually name this the YC9, we will come up with a custom Mark 23 called the Mark 45 or the YC45, and we can be friends and do a photo shoot together. So they're going to actually do a photo shoot together. So H&K and High Point are going to do a photo shoot together with the YC9 and the YC45. So I'm confused on who is going to gain customers who's going to lose customers i think everybody's going to gain customers because like the whole internet is blowing up like if you call this the yc9 i'll totally buy it because if you think about it they're really just buying a gun with an internet meme on it like it i mean it's a high point like it'll work or whatever you know it's it's gonna be the most uh, let's see what's the unplanned advertising event ever like (laughs) like if they plan this out it wouldn't have worked so good Right. Right. And so the funniest part to me is that they were saying so um, like, you know, like I said, they 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 didn't have the YC9 as a choice on like their final voting and everybody flipped out or whatever. And they just came out today, which is Thursday, um, saying that, oh, this has been our plan all along. We're going to put up the the one that gets the most votes against the YC9 and it'll be a head to head competition. And people are like, you're not going to do that. Like, that's not the plan the whole long. You're just dealing with the Internet backlash and everything. But yeah, I, I have to say I have to hand it to them for at least, you know, being part of the internet and like being kind of rolling with the punches on this one. You know what I mean? Well, I think it kind of tells you how powerful social media is for business of any business, I guess. Cause if you have direct contact with your clientele, you don't have to hire marketing groups to do stupid surveys about whatever your fans are telling you in real time what they want. Yeah. You can just kind of listen to what, uh, what people are saying or whatever. And, uh, kind of interesting how that works. Um, well, and it's the same thing kind of happened for uh, Nick with his holsters, right? Once he got into Instagram and and it just kind of blew up because he had direct contact with his customers. Yeah, I mean, that's what he said in the in a couple episodes ago. And he said it, you know, uh, a good ways away when we first interviewed him is that um, a lot of his business came through DMs. And I've heard, you know, it's funny because ever since he said that, I've heard from more and more small businesses who their business comes from from DMs or email or Facebook messages or whatever. You know, that's that's the crazy part for me. And right. But that's the way of the world now. It's crazy how, how different and everything is And that's actually a perfect segue uh, to my next point is that um, Ooh, what you, you know the uh, the company the news outlet Vox.com? Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet you you're a big Vox. fan of Vox, yeah. right? Sure. <laughs> their their political content is spot on. <laughs> you heard it here, Steve Zimmerman endorsing Vox.com. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, I'm politically, I'm, I'm more of a moderate kind of person and, and they're even kind of far left and crazy for me to some degree on some things. And they've made it abundantly clear. They don't really understand the firearms world or, or gun violence or anything like Not that at all. Well, I actually, actually, I disagree. I think they understand it perfectly. And they're manipulating it. Yes. Could be, man. I don't know, but it's just, it, it's, it's interesting to read their, um, it's interesting to read their uh, their articles and go from there. And the, the latest article, um, which I'm not yeah. going to link to, is um, 
they had an expose on Instagram models and uh, and uh, for guns. You know, there's like a lot of female, gun. female, yeah, gun bunnies. yeah, gun bunnies. A lot of females who pose with guns, and and that's that's how the gun manufacturers advertise on Facebook and Instagram, and blah 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 blah. And they give them all this free stuff, and blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. And it's like, okay, they're. It, they get like they take this whole kind of conspiratorial angle. Like these these gun manufacturers are going to these good looking women, be like, "Hey, by the way, pose with this gun or these guns or whatever, and we'll give you this stuff and pay you and blah 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 blah." And that's our advertising. I really don't think that that's how it works. Well, even if they did, it's not well, illegal. True, it's not illegal. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these. Um, women posing with guns and, and we'll say guys too, because I mean, I'm sure there are guys who do, you know, pose with guns and, and have platforms on social media based on firearms. I, I guess I'm just going to get a little more scantily clad and yeah. pose with you guns. Just need to, you need to get a bikini and, and pose with your Glockster and you're going to have a, you'll have a signed <laughs> deal the next day. Um, you know, you know, you and me and everybody else does not want to <laughs> see that. Uh, no, thanks. He was wearing, he was <laughs> wearing a bikini, queasy. a goatee, and a smile, and I had to run away. Um, <laughs> and he was yeah. appendix carrying. <laughs> but no, I mean, it just – God forbid that there are people out there who support the Second Amendment or uh, who are former military, which seems to be the case more often than not if you ask me, for, if you ask me with these like uh, female yeah. uh, you know, gun models or whatever you want to call them. And you know, maybe they want – you know, more followers or that's what their career path wants to be or whatever. But, you know, I really seriously doubt that it's gun manufacturers going to these people out of nowhere and saying, Hey, you should promote this and blah, 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 blah. Because if if you ask me too, most of these women are great shooters and uh, enjoy the sport of shooting. In my experience, the ones that I've, cause I've talked to some before, um, some of them have a, there's one in Boise. It's got a huge following and I've talked to her and she, we're thinking of the same person. She gets some swag once in a while, but, most of the time, she just does it on her own. Yeah, there's a picture. I can't remember who it was, and I, I don't. I don't follow the one who one of the folks that they uh, interviewed or whatever. But they were at a picture of her standing in front of her safe or whatever, and they were like, I, and I just the caption said, "This safe is normally four thousand dollars, but this company gave it to her for free." And blah 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 blah. And it's like, first of all, that's just smart marketing. I mean, most people know that social yeah. media is where the marketing is now, anyway, and especially if you can't advertise through normal means as a firearms company, like why wouldn't you? partner with other people to mutually benefit yourselves i mean we've talked about that with nick hoffer a bunch of times too you know well that's kind of the point of why these people work so hard to get a huge following and, and then that's why these companies uh so that's sa- that, that, that safe company the, this is uh that's a group of people that they wouldn't have access to it's just like buying an email uh, marketing list from one of those big companies it's no different right well, and the thing is, it's to me, it's that these people, the the women and the men or whoever, you know, because there's guys too. There's a lot, you know, if you go on YouTube, you find, you know, a lot of internet personalities, you know, Coleon Noir, Yankee Marshall or Such or whoever you want to talk or yeah. Hickok 45. There's a lot of, and they all have Instagram accounts. And a lot of those guys who review guns, they get the guns for free. Um, you know, not well, necessarily to keep, but to, to try out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, I was just going to say, cause I've done some stuff through Guns America where they sent some guns to me i wanted to keep the guns but that would that would be a felony um but yeah they sent me the guns i had them for a short period of time and then went right back to them i mean it, yeah that's just the way it was 
Yeah. So there's, um, I'm trying to find it right now while I'm talking about, there's a a woman named, uh, Liberté Austin. I I've never heard of her before, Mm, Um, but, uh, she is from Houston and she's a paralegal, I guess in her day job, but, uh, she's got a couple photos on this Vox article or whatever. And she's standing in front of her safe. Uh, next to her living room, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the gun safe in Austin's home is worth more than $4,000, but she received it for free in exchange for a series of Instagram posts. I mean, it's, and it's a big safe. I, I can't tell what safe it is. It's probably, that doesn't even say, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a big safe and it's fire, you know, fire. We talked to old man Rob about safes or whatever. Um, you know, it, but that's just good marketing. I think, you know what I mean? And the thing is, people, yeah. Instagram influencers get paid to do things whether or not it's firearms related or not. You know what I mean? There's no reason to single out firearms enthusiasts if you're going to talk about, you know, Instagram uh, influencers and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. Like, what if I got onto some diesel pickups, right? Mm-hmm. And on Instagram and there's guys rocking t-shirts and hats or whatever from some specific company. Sure. Chances are if they have a big enough following, they probably didn't go out and buy that particular stuff. It was sent to them. Right. And and you know, it's what's funny about this article too, is that like, you know, there's, there's not even like scantily clad women. I mean, most of the photos on here are relatively tame. I mean, it's, you know, um, you know, there's like yeah. a woman in a sitting on her bed with an AR, like fully clothed, like in jeans and a T-shirt or whatever, you know, and the caption under it, it says, you know, she has nearly 200,000 followers on her on her artillery heavy Instagram account. And it's like, come on. It's just it's, yeah, it's very stupid. If it was. Know? If it was marijuana that she was talking about, it'd be cool, right? I guess, man. It's just you know, it's just dumb. Vox is is kind of an interesting interesting thing and interesting <clears throat> website. And well, it sound they've been causing rumblings for the last you know few weeks, especially on everything, anyways. And for some reason, they're getting a lot of attention for the the drivel that they push. But whatever, right? So I don't know. I mean, Instagram is and influencers are a whole thing. That's been a thing for a while now. And you know, whether or not it's you know, and this is whether or not it's for firearms or anything else. I mean, you can it's, make the it's a celebrity. It's a celebrity. Endorsement. That's all it is. That's it all happen, it is. And it happens in radio. It happens in TV. It happens in print. It happens on blogs. I mean, if you go to any blog, any firearm blog, you're going to have sponsored posts and things like that. You know what I mean? It just and it's just good business. I mean, it's not anything to as long as you're not being misled. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, if it was if it was something underhanded that maybe some gun lobby or something was trying to push, then yeah, that that's probably a little a little grotesque. But I don't know. It's it's a non issue. Yeah, I mean, me. I think more. I think you know, and we're and we've talked about this before. We're huge supporters of uh, you know women supporting the Second Amendment and shooting and getting into the shooting sports and whatnot. And you know, Heck yeah, however they want to do that is fine with me. And if they. And, and men too. And if they want to be Instagram influencers, that's fine too. I just, I know I couldn't keep up with it. Um, but you know, they get, they get in. Yeah. I don't know. They get in. Those guys, they'll post two, three photos a day. Yeah. Like, videos and they're always on Instagram stories and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a full-time gig, man. Yeah. You know, but. And if they're putting that much, t- if they're putting that much time into it, they need yeah. to be And then one of the, one of the things that I uh, kind of I find is funny is that they talk to a guy uh, from the coalition to stop gun violence. And, um, 
they talk about how uh, carrying a gun puts you at a greater risk of uh, injury. And then what's funny is wow. it says, and decades of research back him up, and then there's a link, and it's a link to another Vox article. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe and maybe there is some truth to that a little bit or whatever, but it's uh, so yeah. like I said, it said carrying a gun around you is a greater risk. And then the article, the article they link to is living in a house with a gun increases your odds of death. And it's like, okay, you got to pick a side here, you know, living in a house with a car increases my odds of death too. Actually, you know, what? actually uh, increases your risk of death in a home more than a gun. I, t- well, there's way more, way more, uh, deaths via vehicles than anything else that and a pool. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, you're just calling out these these women and or whoever else, you know, that, you know, I mean, maybe so. And, and to be fair, maybe some of them are using using guns as a way to get more popular and to make money and that kind of stuff. But I mean, in that case, and it's a symbiotic relationship with gun companies, yeah. maybe, you know, it's just I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, it's a long article. It's probably more than 10,000 words. Well, it's, so, it's Vox. They got to sound smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, it, you know, if you want to, if you want to take a read of what else is going on in the world on the other side of uh, the gun debate, maybe take a look at that. And, uh, because I'm willing to bet almost anybody. In, 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 in reality, it's probably a good idea to know what the other side's thinking anyways. Like, yeah, but it, it's a good idea to see where everything's going. It's research. And you know what? Maybe we should have, uh, the, uh, Instagram influencer that we know, I think we're both thinking of, um, on Instagram, maybe on the podcast to see kind of what her side of the story is, you know? Yeah. It'd be interesting. I don't know if she'd do it or not. We she could be out. a listener. You never know. That's true. So that's true. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. And if you want to see, if you want to hear that, let us know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've gone over two things from me and we haven't heard anything from you yet. So uh, let us or uh, why don't you tell us what's going on? So I heard some news today. Now, this this actually came back out uh, oh, a lot longer down the 12th, I guess, is when the original article came out. But I didn't hear about it until today. Uh-huh. Um, for for those who are inside the. So how how uh, how firearms dealers get firearms like so independence. We don't buy guns from the manufacturer. We buy guns from distributors. Right. That's how it works. Well, one of the largest distributors in the United States just filed chapter really? They're part of a larger conglomerate, I guess, of uh, Sports Co. Holdings okay. is the name of the, the parent company. And they own a bunch of other um, firearms-related mm-hmm. businesses. Nonetheless, I guess they had some bad loans or something uh, there there was really a snowball effect of things it's i think it started with according to this article from ammo land <clears throat> it started with the election oh yeah um when uh you know so they they bought a bunch of stuff they started warehousing a whole bunch of stuff uh in anticipation for hillary clinton to win of course she didn't win and then they were stuck in the bag with all the stuff that was a lot harder to sell now compared to what it would have been had she won. Right. So I think that's where it all started. But since then, and there's a series of decisions, it sounds like they made um, that, that, yeah, sports holdings huh. is going out of business, um, which is a big deal because Ellett, um, 
I mean, at the store, we dealt with Ellet a sure. lot. They did a lot of stuff for us. And so it's, uh, it's going to be a problem. And the, according to ammo land, they're worried that other distributors are going to start feeling the same kind of pain. Um, because it's such a good, um, a good rights environment that there, there's no problem. And all these people have over <laughs> overstocked on stuff. So it's kind of kind of scary, like what could happen. It's it's funny you mentioned a good rights environment because, you know, maybe on the whole that might be right. But again, then again, you think about, you know, bump stocks. Well, I think that's that's I'm I'm not going to lie. That's probably more of a surface statement than a reality statement. You think so? Because, yeah, because. And, I, and I, maybe I've said this before. Donald Trump is not a gun friendly president. Sure. Ain't. No matter no matter what our listeners think um, he has done more anti-gun legislation than Obama did in eight years. Yeah. And it's still his, he's still in his first term. So he's not a gun friendly president. He comes from a super liberal state. So he's influenced by a lot of liberal people, whether he's, you know, he's got an R behind his name. That's super cool. And he has done some amazing stuff for the United States. Uh, no questions asked. Like the economy's amazing. Um, unemployment's the lowest it's been in whatever, 70 years or whatever. That's great. But we got to look at the little sleight of hand, other things that are happening while we're not worried about. And so he's not a gun friendly president. I don't, I don't care what people think. He's not. Yeah, not at all. And I mean, we, you know, it, it went from bump stocks to silencers and then less people forget. He talked about take the guns first and due process later, you know? Oh, he's a, he's not, a total, he's a total proponent of red flag laws. Not the he, way to do he's that. He's okay with it. Um, and everybody, you know, you'll hear the whole term, oh, 3D chess. He's playing 3D chess. <laughs> no, it's 40 or 5D chess now. It's been upgraded. Oh. Well, does he even know how to play chess? <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how to play chess. Probably so, not. Maybe it's 4D crayons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, not a, I mean, like you said, it's not uh, a great time uh, for rights. I mean, I think there's a, the, the basic overall things you know maybe because conservatives are mainly more you know entrenched with gun rights and usually you know with gun rights and liberals are usually against gun rights or whatever um but i i think almost that there's a stage right now for everybody to come together you know what i mean yeah well we should we should never sit on our laurels no matter what because honestly reagan was a fantastic president probably the best president of my generation but he was a terrible gun president. Terrible. Yeah, he was against guns ever since the uh, the mid to late 60s with the Black Panthers. Yeah. And I understand his perspe- perspective on that. I totally get it. Right. But, and, they, and they were a liberal organization, and they but they were also fans of gun rights. You know what I mean? Which just goes to show that gun rights can, can be on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. I was, I was just looking st- – sorry, still on this article while we were talking. Yeah. I was doing some more perusing. So, Ellett Brothers, their top 10 unsecured creditors yeah. um, were Vista Outdoors, which was an Idaho company. Uh-huh. Um, and they own Savage Bushnell. Oh, and then, wow. And then you got Strum Ruger. Yep. They owe, they owe Magpul. Wow. I don't know who Navico Company is, but they own or they owe Henry, <laughs> they owe Smith and Wesson, they owe Garmin, they owe Fioki, and it looks like, uh, and there's some other ones in here too. Like so, FN they got a whole bunch of stuff they own. They owe money too. So, what was the 
the figure. 160 million. That's no, not as much as I thought it would be. No, that's something else. But nonetheless, they owe all these companies money that they haven't paid. And and that's a crazy. huge a huge amount of firearms retailers. So that think about the impact that has. The largest company, the largest distribution company in the United States who hasn't paid all these manufacturers in the United States. So that hurts the entire organ or the uh, not organization but the entire uh, gun community in every yeah the whole industry yeah. from from retailers and uh, su- you know suppliers and manufacturers and all together because um yeah i mean and think about all those jobs too you know well just in this they're gonna looks like they're gonna close their whole south carolina department and there was um, i can't remember sorry this is great radio but there was a whole bunch of jobs i was like 200 jobs or something that's gonna be lost yeah i mean that's and that's a lot especially in a smaller town community or anything you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's huge. It's it's a big deal, and and it's going to affect. Now it says here that they won't go out of business. They'll restructure. They'll figure something out. But it's still yeah. That's uh, usually what happens with with that kind of stuff. But it's going to be a huge impact on what we can get as buyers, or you know, as stores and as consumers. It's going to impact on what we can get and how quickly we get it. So, I don't know. Hope you buy some ammo. If you, yeah, get some ammo and get some guns too while you're at it. If you're looking at something, you you might as well uh, get it now. Yeah, and if you're in California, this is not really what I was planning on talking about, but made me think of the ammo comment in uh, July. Was that July one? Uh huh. You have they're doing a background check on ammunition, state law. Oh yeah. And yeah, you have a, to have a spot check thing, isn't it? It's not. It's not necessarily every gun. I think it's like a spot check thing. Oh no! Every firearm, every ammunition transaction will have to go through background check. Really? Okay. Because I read, I thought it was a spot check thing. It wasn't every single firearm purchase, but clearly I could be wrong. So no, on any on every ammunition purchase, there'll be a background check. Whether and there's three ways that they, they you well, there's a couple ways to get around it. One is if you're a collector, or, okay, or if you can prove that you. Um, like a dealer or something. Dealers don't have to go through the background check, but normal consumers have to go through background checks. And it sounds like they're going to give, you know, like how Ozzy Chris had his card of authorized ammunition to purchase. It sounds like they're leaning towards something like that too, where you can only buy ammunition that you have registered guns for. That's crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Well, because think about it. If you have a, if you, maybe you're going out shooting with a couple of friends and, you know, it's like, okay, I'll let you shoot my gun, but you buy the ammo or whatever. And, oh, well, you don't have a – first of all, that's a registration, which is not great. And, yeah, oh, you don't have any 7 by six or 7.62 by 3.9 firearm. Why are you buying this ammunition? Mm-hmm. That's freaky, man. It's been- and not only that, think about what is a what is a box of 50 for 22? At, at the store, we sell CCI. It's like 4 or $5 for 50 rounds. Right. Well – the background check costs $19. So now you're spending $25 to get a box of ammunition that normally costs you five. Wow. That's so, crazy. Thanks, Cal- thanks, California. And guess what? Other states, it's coming to you too. Yeah. I hope not. Can you imagine? I I, I hope, honestly hope there'll be a tea party movement at that time. <laughs> there'll be a Boston, Boston Harbor moment well, at that point. I will say that there is one, I have do have some good news out of California, kind of. Oh, that's always good. Um, that um, a California judge had has just blocked uh, 
the San Diego County, California board attempt uh, to ban gun shows at a county fairgrounds. Oh, I heard whispers of this. This is good news. Yeah. So there is um, there was a uh, basically a gun show that had been on these county fairgrounds forever. You know, and that's where that happened. You know, I remember, I remember going to a couple of gun shows back in Illinois where there are fairgrounds or on county fairgrounds. Yeah. And we have them here, you know, in Idaho all the time. Um, yep. So, but I guess there was this group that got together and it was like a board from, uh, you know, around San Diego County. And they said, you know what, we're not going to do this anymore. And we're going to ban this gun show from happening at, uh, at our County fairgrounds. And so I guess the, uh, NRA and, uh, California rifle and pistol association and the second amendment foundation all teamed up, uh, together to challenge this in court. And, uh, the judge, Kathy Ben Savengo, I, and I'm probably butchering that name, but, um, she put at least a, uh, a moratorium on it until there's more, um, more investigation and more, uh, litigation hmm. rather. So, um, which is good, you know, cause I mean, it's a gun show. I mean, and, and maybe that has to do with all this supposed gun show loops, loophole stuff that people don't really understand. Yeah. Well, I, that's all fed by that, that fire of lies. You know what I'm saying? It's just BS, but sure. But you say enough, you say a lie enough. It sounds like it's truth. And so yeah, that's, and you just hear gun show loophole over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and all these bad guys buy their, their guns at gun shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to go through a, you know, a, a background check anyway. We've talked about that before, you yeah. know, and anybody who well, I imagine I, listening understands that. Yeah. If, if you're buying from a dealer itself, so anybody that has a table, but private party transaction that can take place. No problem. Yeah, but but that's and that's, and that's that's okayed federally. That's a that's the feds say that's okay. Yeah, and that's you know what's interesting is um, you know that I've one of my one of the things I like about Idaho law is that it says if you are selling a gun to somebody, um, the onus of that is on the buyer that they are not, you know, a restricted person and they better know that they're not a restricted person. And so that doesn't put, you know, a lot of onus on the seller because you have, you're assuming that that person is not a restricted person. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it puts trust back into the people, I guess. Yeah. And I always tell people, like I was, when I was working at the store this last weekend, just tell them, or, or if you post a gun online for sale, because there's some places you can still sell online, but it still has to, sure. it can't be sold online. It has to be in person. Uh, right, right, right. It's just only sell to somebody that's got a concealed weapons permit, because then you know they had to go through a background check and you're covered. Yep. And that's what I did. You know, it's because, and, and I only, I did that through research, you know, because I was looking at other gun postings and stuff, because I'd never sold a gun private party before. Maybe we need to do an episode on that. That would be a good episode idea, I think. Um, but, um, being able to, you know, you set the rules as a gun seller. You know, if if you're getting a, if you meet up with the person, even if they have a CCW and you're still sketched out about it, you can refuse that and and well, take off and and refuse that sale. Yeah, and make sure you do it in public. <laughs> yeah, don't do it at your house. I mean, even, even yeah, maybe, maybe we should share this. I think that would be maybe a good a good podcast episode is talking about private party sales. Yeah. I think that'd be a great episode. And I mean, you can even do it in a police station parking lot. You know what, what safer place is that? You might want to tell them what's going 
going on, excuse me, but yeah. But I mean, you, you've heard about, I mean, I've heard about Craigslist, you know, ads or whatever going wrong or people like that. So I've heard of police stations opening up their parking lots to doing those kind of transactions, maybe not necessarily firearms, but being a safe place to, to do those transactions. I don't see why firearms would be any different, you know? Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it could be. So, and I mean, obviously there's going to be bad eggs and bad people around that are going to break the law no matter what, but I mean, that's going to happen no matter what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I thought that at least there was a glimmer of hope out of California with that. Yeah, that is good. And maybe, which I doubt, maybe somebody's going to pull their head out and they're going to start fighting for some rights. But it's a huge uphill battle in California and Oregon and Washington. It's getting pretty fuzzy for everybody. Yeah. It's uh, sli- it's uh, surrounding Idaho. Yeah. It, it's closing in. And a lot of those folks are moving into Idaho, which is sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on, I guess, how you look at it or whatever. But, I mean, I think a lot of people that are coming to Idaho also appreciate the freedoms that we do have here. So Yeah, I hope so. And at least we're not New Zealand right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What's going on over there now? Um, so, obviously, the whole shooting uh, that happened that was, you know, a terrible tragedy. And um, then the government said that they were going to, you know, do a ban on all these assault weapons and um, everything, even semi-automatic. They just kind of went way over the top. And I guess they're uh, trying to work through a buyback right now. And um, oh, bless their I, was, hearts. I was interested to know that the... Um, New Zealand equivalent of the NRA, um, which is called COLFO, C-O-L-F-O. And uh, I'm trying to find what that stands for. But um, they, um, they're they making a big deal about the buyback not being fair to gun owners and that they're getting shortchanged. It's uh, what I read. Maybe that was today, too. I read that they had set yeah. aside like one hundred and fifty million dollars or something for their for the buyback scheme, I think is what the word was. The term was used. And uh, obviously it's not working. Yeah. I remember the last f- uh, figure I heard was like there were like 300,000 guns in New Zealand and only 500 were were given back. Yeah, it's silly. Um, and and they shouldn't give them back. They shouldn't. They, they need to fight for their rights. Right. But yeah, so the uh, the Colfo um, group, the uh, Council of Licensed Firearm Owners, which is just think, let that sink in for a second. Licensed firearm owners. You have to have a license to have a firearm throughout the whole country. Um, but they uh, they oppose the the new law you have until September 30th to hand over any prohibited firearms, which covers over 300 guns, by the way. Um, and they would pay anywhere from 95% of the prescribed value in new or near new condition to 25% for firearms in poor or inoperable condition. Um, and then for any kind of gun parts with silencers or triggers or anything like that, you get 70% of what the base price was for new and 25% in poor condition. Um, and they say that, you know, the, the guys from Colfo say that uh, the component prices are horrible robbery and that um, a lot of people are going to lose thousands of dollars um and people who own gun shops are going to lose tens of thousands of dollars that's silly because dealers can cash in what stock they have but they'll get the same price that individuals get so it's not like you know that they're going to get 100 percent of their money back and i bet you a lot of gun dealers are going to be out out on the street after that oh yeah absolutely well that's what they want anyways they want to shut everybody down 
That, yeah. That, and then again, that's a privilege, right? We've we've discussed the difference between a privilege and a right. But if you don't exercise your privilege and demand that it stays there, you're going to yeah, lose it. And you know, you know what else is that? Um, it's the the best part. Well, not the best part. It's actually the worst part. But um, this organization says that even if this is highway robbery and everything like that, we want people to comply and let's get them paid quickly so we can get compliance. Nobody wants a black market. And I, I imagine they have to say that. But in you know behind closed no, doors, it's, it's like you know we refuse to comply. Yeah, it's it's going to create a black market no matter what they do. Yeah. They just they just took something away that the public loves. Well, and we you know we talked to Chris about it too. It's a lot of it's the sport of shooting, and I've you know I, I always tell people too that I enjoy the sport of shooting because that's what it is. You know. Yeah, I I don't kill anything with my guns other than paper. Right, exactly, and so it's just kind of interesting that um, that that's all happening, and and that they're fighting for to give people more money, but they want so want people to still comply. You know, and if that happened here in in the U.S., I imagine that hardly anybody would comply i mean we've yeah i i should hope so there was something on the east coast if i remember correctly about uh, i think it was it was a new jersey or new hampshire maybe or um and like nobody complied that's fantastic um i could do a quick search for it but uh yeah it was just kind of interesting uh to to think about that you know, because if you get a if you get a hundred percent of your money back, then I guess that might be providing a little bit more justification for turning in guns. But it's more of the principle of the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, uh, and I don't know anybody personally. Well, I do know some people in New Zealand, but I don't know if they shoot. Maybe I should reach out to them and see what they think about this gun laws. Yeah, maybe we get Chris back on and see what the because I think Australia is obviously geographically close to new zealand there has to be something oh it's way closer and and maybe we don't share this or not but he's getting married did i tell you that no i didn't know that yeah he's uh he's getting married he's tying the knot oh man well congratulations to him yeah maybe he's listening congratulations chris hey chris congratulations yeah good for you man (laughs) we'll have to have a party and go shoot some long range with you yeah let's go over there i told him i was gonna crash his wedding too yeah no that'd be fun I imagine they probably know how to party down there in Australia. You have no idea. So, (laughs) but anyway, what else you got? Oh man, this is other crazy news. So, uh, this one came across today when I was, uh, getting ready to actually come here. I was looking through my feed on Facebook and it was hot off the press, hot off the press. This happened today, actually. So the NRA, they decided to tell Chris Cox, who's been running the ILA, uh, yeah. Hey, you're done. They told really. Yeah. So there's there's a lawsuit pending. It sounds like. So they claim that he was the one that staged this coup to try get try to get rid of uh, Lapierre. And <laughs> really, yeah. So I don't know what the hell's going on over there. So I guess when the adults are gone, the kids make a mess of the house. I guess. Yeah. The inmates are out to play, and it has gotten to be ridiculous. Well, and I mean, the NRA, granted, is one of the, is the largest, you know, firearms lobby groups in the country. And but it's the oldest civil rights size, organization in the United States. Yeah, but with that size, I mean, comes a lot of drama and a lot of politics and a lot of BS or whatever, you know. So what it, what it sounds like is he wanted LaPierre's job. 
And okay. so he was conspiring with an, it just says another board member on here to, I guess, have some conspiracy to get him ousted so that, so that he could take Wayne's job. So it's, I don't know what's going on over there. It's ridiculous, but they found text messages and emails between the two that, that are damaging or whatever you want to call it. Drama. So, yeah. It has gotten ridiculous. Drama all over the place. That's crazy. So I don't know who to believe. Like, do we, do we side with LaPierre and his expensive suit trips? Do we <laughs> side with Ollie North, which I, I trust Oliver North. I think he's, I think he saw the writing on the wall and he was like, I'm done with this, this show. He was out of there. So, yeah. Well, you know what? I think my opinion is to go with uh, the GOA. Yeah. It's hard though. Cause they don't have quite the impact. Now they, they do a lot on the, the uh, law side. That's true. They do a ton. Yeah. But I mean, they, they're always, they're always filing lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. And, but they're not, I, you know, they're not quite the behemoth as the NRA was or is or whatever. No, and nobody, nobody's going to be as big as the NRA. But at the same time, like, like I said, you know, with all of that size and manpower and all that, there comes all this drama and all this crap. And it's like, why yeah. don't you just focus on defending gun rights? And that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, not to mention that, uh, that one woman who was, you know, accused of being a spy for Russia and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just a big mess. It is a ridiculous mess. And that's and then, my uninformed opinion on the NRA. So, so if you want to jump on, look for the New York Times, I guess we could link this. So it's going to be a little slighted because it's a New York Times article. But there's a lot of stuff that that uh, is coming up out of this article. It's, I don't know what to think of the NRA. I get frustrated with them. Well, it's, it's I guess at this point it's a necessary evil, but... I feel like there's a lot of up and comers that are that are really all about the Second Amendment. You know, not, not only the yeah. uh, the GOA, uh, the gun on, gun owners of America, but also the uh, FPC, the Firearms Policy Coalition, and yeah. uh, Second Amendment Alliance, Idaho's very own. Yeah, Idaho Second Amendment Alliance, and Greg's an awesome guy, and you can jump on and, and join the Sec- Idaho Second Amendment Alliance uh, on their website, and and I would highly suggest it. Uh, he was just in Washington D.C. this week, and he had an interesting exchange with uh, Marco Rubio about red flag laws because Ru- Rubio was backing red flag laws, bi- red flag laws, big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Greg and and him had a little exchange. It was probably about five minutes long, and it's posted on on uh, the Idaho Second Amendment Alliance's Facebook page. It's kind of interesting to to hear Rubio kind of dance around a few things, but he's a politician. That's what he gets paid to do. Yeah, politicians do that no matter what, it seems. so. Yeah, it's asinine. Oh, it's a cr- another crazy week in the gun world, man. Yeah, and it's only Thursday. <laughs> it's only Thursday, although it'll be Sunday <laughs> by the time this airs. So That's true. That's true. But, so there's pro- there'll probably be some more crap that happens between today and Sunday when this actually airs, um, but we'll catch up with it. Yeah, we'll try to cover it. So uh, you got anything else? Uh, that was pretty much all I had. That's a pretty short episode. We can BS for the next few minutes if you want. <laughs> well, I think that's all I got, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else I'd heard. Um, no, the pipelines. I'm just looking forward to getting a yeet cannon. 
yeah, what the hell? Yeet. (laughs) I'd heard that. Like it was flowing around Facebook and Instagram. Like, what are you guys talking about? And then I, and then I found that article or something about uh, HK and, and, uh, What's their face? Well, you got you got kids. You could ask them what yeet means, right? You got like a sixteen-year-old, right? Yeah, he'll just roll his eyes, like, "Oh, shut up, Dad." <laughs> what is yeet, son? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, Dad. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. I just think that it's you know that the gun community recognizes people that are on the internet because that's honestly where the future of the gun world is is online. You know, we we talked about the for for now the Instagram models that would. Yeah, and that we talked about the Instagram models or whatever it is. I mean, they're part of it too, and and these companies that have their online marketing departments and social media and stuff. It's just as important to connect with with people that way. Absolutely, it's and it's super effective. Like, I don't know if you're if you're a, a store, or you're wanting to open a store, and you don't have any kind of online presence. It's a mistake now. Well, and some something sometimes that's all you need. I mean, like what we talked about with Nick. I mean, like you said, it's he started basically on Instagram, and that was it. You know. Yeah. So I got to get back in touch with him too. He still has my Walther. Oh, I was going to ask you about that if he had finished that holster up for you. No, I haven't even heard anything. And I, you know, he's a busy guy. He was at a couple of uh, industry shows the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, so I didn't want to bother him. But uh, I might have to send him a DM on Instagram. Oh, he'll he'll get back to you. So, hey, man, I, you know, but you know how Nick is. So, he's he's he doesn't sleep. He doesn't do anything. He just works. I don't know how he does it. I wish I had that energy. Like, I I had that energy, I don't know, 20 years ago, but not anymore. Well, he's he's a little younger than you. Yeah, you're both a little younger than me. Yeah, yeah, not by much, though. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, we'll have to get back in touch with him. And, yeah, let's see if we can get in touch with – um you know, some, uh, our Instagram influencer here in Boise, maybe she's a listener. I don't know if you yeah. are, let us know podcast at iishooting.com or message us or whatever. And if you like this episode and you want to hear more like this, let us know as well in those same locations. Yep. Podcast at iishooting.com, uh, Facebook or Instagram at range minded podcast. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, let us know some feedback and, uh, if you can give us a rating on uh, Spotify or, uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be great as well. And it doesn't seem like a big deal for you guys to, oh, it's just a star, but it actually helps our content a lot, like getting our name out and, and uh, being suggested to other people that listen to a lot of podcasts. So it, it's a huge help to us if you rate us and let us know how we're doing and and, uh, and let everybody else know as well. So. Yeah, for sure. And you don't even have to uh, you know write anything down. You just leave us a rating and, uh, and yep. that would be great. Yep. I agree. So. And if if we talked about this last week, if you're looking for optics and uh, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can use my promo code when you go to rideonoptics.com yeah. to save fif- save 15% on all their optics and accessories. And my promo code is capital S lowercase Z I M M E R M A N at oh, the checkout. N. Yeah, they forgot to add the extra in. That's all right. So did I. <laughs> so yeah, use that promo code when in checkout, and it'll save you fifteen percent on the website. So yeah, and keep your ears peeled because we may or may not have a giveaway or two scheduled up uh, later with uh, right on as well. So you can get some free stuff yeah. from the Range Minded Podcast. Yeah, we're working on that, and it's going to happen. Yeah, so keep your ears. We out just for don't that. know when. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> pinned it down exactly when, but uh, but it's going to end up happening. I think sometime between now and the future. Yeah. 
So, well, undetermined we'll, amount of time. We'll leave it at that for now. And uh, we hope you enjoyed and uh, we will talk to you next time. Yeah. You guys stay safe out on the range and, uh, and take a friend out shooting. Yeah, man. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.